pack hacks, just things to make your life easier as a pack leader and communications professional. Welcome back to the Facts About Packs podcast. I'm Michaela Isler, NABPAC's Executive Director, and I'm joined today by two notable NABPACers, Adam Belmar and Rocky Krivijanski. Thanks for being here, my friends. Happy to be back on the pod, Michaela. And happy about a terrific conference that took place this week for our NABPAC members. I know. I we're we're trying to keep the energy up. Uh, it was it was a it was a lot of work, but it was all systems go. All systems go was a huge success. Rocky Krivijanski, you were a part of it right there on the stage. Amy Adams, Dunn Associates, along with Michaela and the entire team, put together the most comprehensive day long festival of all things packs. Rocky, what did you think the tenor and tone of the day was for the attendance? I thought it was a fantastic event. Uh, the, the sessions seemed to build one upon the next. They were great for the pack professionals in the room, but even as a non-pack professional, I was picking up so much tidbits and we were calling them pack hacks, just things to make your life easier as a pack leader. And, and again, as a communications professional, I was writing stuff down too. It was great. I know. Every time we do these events, I walk away with, you know, a whole list of notes and great ideas. I think for me, it was one, it's always just great to get everybody together. We had 200 pack professionals in the room. You know, everybody was upbeat and happy to be together. But I think the pack hacks, there were several of those that I know we'll kind of want to jump into. I really loved the session that we did with Megan Grace from Plaid on Gen Z that was moderated by Tracy Edmonds from the NABPAC team. I think that was really, Rocky, one of the more kind of profound sessions that really, I think, gave our members some really big key takeaways on one, we're managing four different generations, you know, that we're trying to communicate with and engage in the pack and, you know, sort of grassroots programs, but just such a great focus on Gen Z and so much awesome data around sort of their interests politically and their engagement and sort of voting trends. So I think for me, that was really a highlight other than just all of us always being together is always fun. I agree. And considering there's four generations we're thinking about, and I'm in the second oldest generation, I felt really old in that panel. (laughs) Me too. I love the idea, just top line, that the parlance was pack hacks, right? It's this trending hashtag. I just have to, as a side note, I thought this was hilarious because I was in the back of the room with the tech guys and the sweet young guy that was running all the microphones, he was clearly a Gen Zer and he lit up during the session and was nodding. He went up to both Tracy and Megan and was like, you just spoke right to me. So just a fun little side note that we were speaking to even others in the room that weren't even in our profession. It's kind of amazing when you get to, to sit with your regulator, when you get a chance to hear the thoughts from the person who's leading the Federal Election Commission. And that was something that was just right there and just perfect for this day, Michaela. Yeah, we felt very fortunate to have the Honorable Dara Lindenbaum with us. She was honestly just very engaging and, you know, really authentic and direct and honest. You know, the Federal Election Commission has certainly had its challenges over the last several years. And honestly, I think they're still coming out of that a little bit just from uh, trying to get out from underneath just the holdups that they had when they didn't have a quorum um, and, you know, just general staffing, you know, just sort of budgetary issues and concerns and just a lot of work and minutia to get through. But, you know, Carol Laham, our wonderful general counsel, did a great job moderating that panel as well and had some really great conversations around the future of PACs and, and how 
important the PAC community is to the overall political system. And just reminding folks, and I think Rocky, I would be curious to your perspective that, you know, and it's something I say all the time, PACs were the original reform, you know, from almost 50 years ago. And it's a reform that continues to work. It's it's highly transparent, accountable, appropriately regulated, and should really be viewed as a solution, a continuing solution, as we see this sort of onslaught of dark money and even super PACs involved in the process. Absolutely. First of all, I just want to say major kudos to Carol for doing a fantastic job. She felt like a true investigative reporter. Uh, as I learned in journalism school, the best way to uh, to ask those hard hitting questions is to be direct about it. But Carol was very approachable in her questions. She wasn't meaning to grill uh, the FEC commissioner, but she got a lot of really candid responses, which was a huge benefit for our audience. One of the things that uh, I think the people who are listening, if you didn't get to go, you know, you got the podcast. That's your consolation prize. You're hearing from the people <laughs> who were there about the excitement that was had. But if you were there, I think you were pretty lucky if you got to be a part of this concurrent breakout session where you, Rocky, were joining Bridget Sewell, Tracy Wynn in a discussion about mission-focused messaging. Yeah, and it was a very exciting to be a part of that panel. And, and Tracy and Bridget were fantastic panelists. I've got to know them both really well. I used to actually work with Bridget, so I, I knew her coming in, but Tracy's also fantastic. And again, they, they came up with some real-world examples uh, for our audience to hear about it. But we had a good laugh at the beginning saying, well, we had prevailing winds and we had mission-focused messaging, and so we needed to unpack all of those phrases to make it not just a catchy title, but to really explain it. And the mission-focused messaging really, I summed up as sort of focusing on why we do what we do. I'm a big believer in the power of why, and uh, there's a saying that I used many times throughout the session, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And that was a big part of the mission-focused messaging is to really explain why is there a pack? What is it trying to accomplish? What are its goals? How does that ladder up to the overall success of the business? Tracy Wynn made a great connection saying that's how they were able to withstand some of the pressures that were coming from many of the issues that have been plaguing PACs in recent years was saying, this is why we have a PAC. This is what we do. What we do that other stuff that people care about is not what, what we're focused on with PACs. And it was very successful for her. I think, Rocky, too, the one thing that I appreciated from that discussion as well was, in many ways, a lot of the things that we at NAPAC have been talking to our members about since, you know, really COVID and January 6th is, you know, the importance of not only the messaging, but the processes that you have in place, um, you know, having the right people at the table when you're making some of these difficult decisions. And I thought it was interesting that, um, you know, we had Bridget on sort of talking about that they, you know, in the end, after all of the analysis and everything that they did to review their governance and their policies and procedures, they actually ended up not changing anything going forward. They, you know, they engaged CEOs, they engaged their contributions committee, they had all the right people around the table. Um, and it just sort of reinforced for me that, you know, some of the the recommendations and suggestions that we've been providing over the last couple of years, we got to see that sort of play out with what they did, even though they didn't change anything in the end. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we use this phrase a couple of times that pressure testing your strategy, your plan, your messaging, any and all of those 
the process of that even going through and pressure testing it and making sure that it, it's it's what you want to be doing, what you want to be saying, what you want to be accomplishing. Uh, even that process of doing that was worthwhile and and just made it more uh, rooted into the overall objectives you were trying to accomplish. You know, we used that prevailing winds metaphor a bit and talked about a tree being rooted deeply. When your organization, when your pack is rooted in its mission, it's not going to get blown over by those winds. It's not going to get snapped in half. It might, it might bend a little bit. You might have to change a little bit, but you know where your roots are. You know what is feeding that tree and you know that it's going to grow stronger by staying true to your mission, true to your North Star. One of the people who is not here today, a fixture also on the Facts About Packs, the number one pack podcast in America is David Schild. But he was very much present at this conference, and he was a part of a discussion that we have had on this show so often in 2023 about AI. And in this case, the conversation was about understanding the benefits and the risks, what's going on in the PAC space. I heard that one of the real-world examples that got given was a consideration of a PAC solicitation, one that was crafted by a human, one that was crafted by chat GPT. Drum roll, please. What was the outcome? Could anybody tell the difference? Rocky? It's sad to say, but the, but the bot got me. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell. Uh, you know, as a professional writer, I assumed I would be able to tell uh, which one was which. And the bot used semicolons and M dashes and it used advanced uh, grammar that uh, actually what I told David after the fact was whoever wrote that pack solicitation should probably take a uh, writing class because if the bots out writing them uh, we've got uh, we've got some issues there yeah rocky it was a little disconcerting that uh, it was hard to tell the difference but i think it's it's just the tip of the iceberg on uh, you know sort of understanding both the benefits and the risks of ai i did hear from several folks that they want to have more of these conversations and i know adam we've had a couple of discussions about ai on the podcast but even just last week with our conversation with mike richardson from chain bridge and the fraud that we're even seeing it's just uh oh, there's so much to consider in this space well, Rocky Krivijansky, founder of Trine Strategies, I just want to thank you for being a part of the day, helping us tee up a lot of those conversations and just really helping to make the conference, you know, such a success and, and being here today to share all about it. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Michaela. Always a pleasure to be part of the podcast and of course, being involved with the NADPAC team at the conference. Fantastic day and really appreciated it. And thanks to everyone who joined us this week. And thanks to everyone downloading and sharing this podcast. Subscribe and meet us right back here next week. <laughs>